Shalom, and welcome to In the Beginning. My name is Shmuel Bowman, and I am a Torah scribe. Noah. Noah and his wife, his sons, their wives, and a uh, representation of the animals of the world survive really what is the most devastating, catastrophic, global, uh, you know, disaster ever. Okay, we're talking about everything dies. Everyone dies. Okay, we're talking about every person, every animal, every plant, every tree, okay, every bug, everything everything dies, okay, in the flood that covers the entire globe. And, uh, I mean, you know, we simply can't, we can't relate to this because, because it has never happened again since. And, uh, you know, we're talking about an absolute, really, an apocalypse, an absolute, you know, destruction in which, really, there's only a handful of survivors. And when the floodwaters um, kind of, you know, recede, the land becomes dry. And it's clear that this, this uh, <laughs> unbelievable, incredible experience, this uh, absolute devastation is over. I mean, I can't help think how terrifying you know, for the survivors, that must be. On the one hand, feeling very blessed, yeah, and feeling very, you know, phew, wow, that was, you know, that was close, you know. And uh, not to mention the time spent in a boat, a sealed boat, which really was kind of more like a submarine. And then emerging from that and wondering, Okay, so what's kind of to stop God from doing that again? And we are introduced to an incredible phenomenon. An incredible phenomenon, and that's the rainbow. Genesis chapter 9, verse 13. God says, I have set my bow, or my rainbow, in the clouds, and it shall serve as a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. That's that's amazing. This is God saying, I know I beat up the earth. I mean, it's interesting if you think about it. Because, yeah, it killed every single person, animal, plant, right? But God is saying, I'm, this is my covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth, continues verse 14, and the bow, the rainbow, appears in the sky, I will remember, God is saying, I will remember my covenant between me and you and every living creature among all flesh, so that the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. So, wow, what's going on here? Well, we're going to figure that out in a second, but I do want to mention that the rainbow has become for centuries and centuries and centuries, a symbol for all sorts of things. And even in our own popular culture, uh, different groups and associations, uh, parades, uh, TV shows have, have, you know, 
taken the rainbow to be their to be their symbol. Um, you know, I I grew up with uh, you know the Muppets and Kermit the Frog, and if uh, if you like the Muppets, uh, like I certainly do, you'll remember right the Rainbow Song, the Rainbow Connection. Um, other people were really into Care Bears. Okay, Care Bears. There was the rainbow there. I think one of the the bears may have been called Rainbow or something, where they pressed their their Care Bear body and a rainbow would come out of their heart or something like this. So the rainbow is, you know, you saw a rainbow pretty much every time you watched the Care Bears. There'd be that rainbow. Uh, for uh, for my fellow Canadians, uh, you may remember Moore's spelled M-O-I-R-S, Moore's Chocolate. Um, and they had a brand called, um, I think it was called Gold Over the Rainbow, something like Pot of Gold. It was called Pot of Gold. That's what it's called, Pot of Gold Chocolates. And uh, for those of us growing up in Canada, you may, re you may remember that. The box actually had, right, actually had a rainbow and... A pot of gold, and that was, you know, that was that was the chocolate. So there's all sorts of brands, and there's entertainment, and there's, as I mentioned, you know, political and social groups. Um, there's all sorts of um, corporate branding that have kind of taken the rainbow as their thing. Everyone kind of like says, "Hey, that's that sounds like a well, that's a good symbol. I think I'll take that." And then, and then there's Yosemite Bear. Yosemite Bear, who on January the 8th, 2010, this man, this wonderful man, Paul Ves Vesquez, stepped out of his uh, trailer in uh, Yosemite Park in the United States and saw a double rainbow. And he, uh, he videoed this, and he, you could hear his unbelievable euphoric expression when he sees a double rainbow and actually at some point actually sees a triple rainbow, you want to go hear what Yosemite, if you haven't, if you didn't hear what he said 10 years ago, you may want to remind yourself, or if you have never heard what he had said before, go over to YouTube and type in Yosemite bear mountain double rainbow, and you will become another of the viewers. And just to give you an idea to date, 48 million 680,180 views. That's incredible. Since January the 9th, when he posted it, 2010. Almost 49 million people uh, watched Yosemite Bear for about three and a half minutes uh, just freak out about watching a double rainbow. I just want to mention, by the way, that uh, Paul uh, Vasquez, uh, the man also known as Yosemite Bear, passed away this past May, on May the 10th, 2020. Uh, so he, um, at 57 years old, and he brought a lot of joy and wonderment to, uh, to the world, all about the rainbow. So what is it about this rainbow? If we look at our rabbinical sources, our rabbinical commentators, we have all sorts of ideas, all sorts of input. And one of the central uh, debates, right? Because rabbis love to debate, and uh, they love to debate to debate because debating and disagreeing helps to sharpen the question that needs to be asked. And when you sharpen the question, then you get to the most precise answer. And that's really why why rabbis, you know, debate each other. So 
Let's take a look at what the classic debate regarding the rainbow is. And the classic debate is whether or not the rainbow was invented. God brought the rainbow into existence just at that time after the flood to serve as this mm, symbol, the sign of the covenant, or whether or not the rainbow always existed from the beginning of creation and God just pulled it in uh, to be used as a as a uh, as a sign. Well, again, I'm going to go back to Sfarno. Yeah, I know. I, I keep going back to him. This is our this is our Vavadia Sfarno, our Italian rabbi, who I just again I just really love his ideas. And he says um, he says very simply the words et kashati my rainbow. He says this is God saying I have arranged that the rainbow become a natural phenomena, right? I've arranged that the rainbow become a natural phenomenon. This is what Sfarno is saying. And the idea being that, yeah, you know, it didn't exist before. Um, if anybody was looking for a rainbow prior to the flood, they would not have found it. God literally arranges to bring it into existence. And now it's going to be part of what we consider to be natu natural phenomenon. And that we'll be able to look upon and say, oh, that's the sign of the promise, the covenant between God and the earth. And there's a different, many different opinions. Uh, one that I'd like to really highlight right now comes from a great rabbi. His name is Rabbi Adin Steinsaltz, who uh, passed away uh, very recently. And this, uh, this rabbi is a contemporary rabbi, meaning that he, uh, unlike Svarna, who lived hundreds of years ago, uh, Rev Steinsaltz lived now in our generation. I've had the great distinct pleasure of meeting him a couple of times briefly. Um, but uh, my son, Gavriel, got to meet with him and learn from him on many occasions and uh, went to high school uh, in at a place called Yeshiva called Makor Chaim, which was Rabbi Steinsaltz's yeshiva. That's where he was the head of the yeshiva. So I feel very, very connected to Rabbi Steinsaltz. And I um, was looking through his commentary on Sefer Bereshit, on the book of Genesis. And he says the following. I'm going to read straight from his own words. Okay, This is part of something called Discussion by Rabbi Dean Steinsaltz. When God says, my rainbow I have, I have set in the cloud and it shall be a sign of a covenant, Rabbi Steinsaltz says the following. Already in antiquity, it was known that a rainbow is caused by the refractive dispersion of sunlight in drops of rain or mist, or mist, and that its colors can also be seen in the refraction of light in water, glass, or the like. But if a rainbow is a simple natural phenomenon, how can it be produced as a sign of a covenant? It has been suggested that after the flood, a change was introduced not only in the moral laws, as mentioned above, but also in nature, and that prior to the flood, rainbows did not appear. However, it is likely that the rainbow was not, in fact, created at this juncture. Rather, it was chosen from all natural phenomena to serve as a token of the covenant. When people enter into covenants, they sometimes select some object found in their environment and use it as a sign of that covenant. A rainbow, which appears naturally after rain or the formation of dense clouds, 
was chosen here as an appropriate sign of the covenant and of God's commitment, no similar flood would ever happen. And so he's, he's uh, definitely coming out on the side that, no, actually, the rainbow was always around. And God is looking around at, uh, and, at all the natural phenomena that exists. And God picks the rainbow and says, you know what? This, this colorful thing that happens after rain or can happen with dense clouds, that's what I'm going to pick. That's the sign that I'm going to pick to be a covenant, to be the sign of my covenant with you. And um, so I think it's a very interesting discussion, whether or not the rainbow was invented right then and there, or whether or not it was brought into into an extra level of meaning um, from all the natural phenomenon that already was in existence. Whichever um, whichever one you like best, um, I think the main point here is is that it exists as a natural phenomenon today. In our lives, just as it has, has existed for all time. And it means that we all own it. Nobody actually owns the rainbow. It doesn't belong. It really actually doesn't belong to anybody or any group or any company or any brand or anything. It doesn't belong to anybody. You can, you know, you can associate with it and even use it as your logo or, you know, sing a song about it. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to all humanity. And that's the most amazing thing about this. It belongs to you. It belongs to me. It belongs to our children. It belongs to our grandparents. And it will belong to all humanity forever. And it's this contract between God and us that says that tr- that devastation that took place will never happen again. And as we look at that rainbow, it should, in a sense, bring confidence, optimism. It should bring a, a level of hope and knowing that no matter what tragedies are abound, no matter what's going on, um, the world will never get to that place again, will never be at that brink ever again. And that's something to really celebrate. Please join me every week for new ideas and uh, let's share these secrets together. Shalom. I'm Shmuel Bowman. <laughs>